There's this one fact that people like to say about elephants. Okay. And it's that it's stupid. It's that elephants look at humans the way humans look at children. Oh, I've heard this. Yeah. Okay. They're like, oh, they think we're cute. Yeah. They look at us like kids. Then how come some of them try to kill us? <laughs> you know, I've seen videos of bull elephants charging humans. That's true. Yeah. If they look us at us the way that we look at kids, then elephants are one of the worst animals of all time. Damn. Yeah. They're sitting there like, what's that fucking kid looking at? <laughs> You'll get your boy. Yeah, you get your boy, dude. <laughs> Why is he looking at me like this? Yeah. They're just charging us. Yeah. Like, yeah. look at, think of a kid in a Fisher Price car. You ever seen one of those kids and thought, he's obviously encroaching on my space right now? <laughs> I should throw that car into the river. I'm uh, with him in it. Yeah. I'm going to gore him. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I have seen, have you ever seen elephants fucking with other animals? It kind of makes you sad. Because they're huge. And I'm, I've seen one where I really, I don't know. I guess in my head it was going to be a more epic battle. It wasn't. It was a rhino versus an elephant. Rhino got bodied. I was so sad. I was like, come on, man. Dude, I thought, I don't know. I thought you were going to put up a little bit more of a fight. But at one point, like, the rhino was, like, running up against him. And it was like, all right, let's go defend my, because I think it was defending its baby. And so it was like, oh, it's so rough. I gotta be defensive. And all of a sudden, the elephant just like sideswipes the fucker. And you can tell that rhino has never been lifted off its feet. It's never been pushed aside. So that, that rhino felt the, the power of the elephant, tucked tail and ran. It was like, dude, I'm not doing all this. Uh-uh. But it was a lot of buildup for a bunch of nothing. And then for a minute, like the rhino was trying to leave. And the elephant was like, I'm not done. Get up, get back here. And kept, like, fucking with the elephant. Dude, it made me so sad. I was like, damn, I really thought something could take an elephant. But I guess not. Yeah. yeah. Us, shoot them. Oh, yeah, dude. We crushed not them. Not hard. Dude. We do it a lot. We had to stop the ivory <laughs> trade because we were just taking down too many elephants. Yeah. Have you heard the uh, the closest living relative to the mammoth is the Chinese elephant, I believe? And we're going to, we're trying to make them. I've heard that. I don't know how truthful that I've is. I've heard we're trying to make mammoths for a while. Oh, yeah. Why? We don't even need to use necessarily the closest living relative we have dna of mammoths but like exactly like I, I guess we have it's not really a mammoths statement. frozen it's like why but because i mean it's science why not yeah but we were so concerned with whether or not we could we didn't ask if we should <laughs> yeah dude. you know this yeah. is my wondering this is my thinking right so why would you bring back mammoths this is a bit, this is one that I think would work out. Bring back mammoths because they're huge. They got a lot of meat on them. Ooh! If we're bringing them back, then we're in control of them. Feed the hungry. Shit, you're right. So much. Yeah. But but it would. The thing is, that's a lot. That's an expensive grocery trip. Yeah. Bringing is. back a whole animal. Yeah. Just to eat it. Yeah. We got animals. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, true. <laughs> yeah. This is another thing. So I think chickens. Ooh, we're never running out of them. No, unless more of the chicken farms burnt down, which has been a big problem here yeah. for a while. We're never running out of chickens. Why? So fucking many of them. But why? Why are there so many of them? I don't know. We farm them. Oh yeah. Because we use them as sustenance. Yeah. We're never gonna let chickens go extinct, because they're one of our biggest meat sources. Yeah. Farm polar bears. 
Wow. We're never going to let them go extinct if they're something that we eat. No. If we really get a hankering for polar bears, yeah. you think we're going to let them go? Yeah. No. Wow, that's a good point. Yeah, we got to start farming these bad boys. And then the money from farming them can help go into the uh, the free population of them. People are going <laughs> to hate me for this one, dude. <laughs> People are going to be not stoked on this. Dude, I will, well, I think there's less of a, I don't know. I, now I was about to jump on the same wagon. I was going to say, I think there's less of a love for polar bears as there is for like cooler animals. Cause I like polar bears are, are like cool, but they're, they're just vicious. Like they're, they're just brutal. There isn't really many. But what's redeeming... not cool about that? No, like, all right. So cool. Maybe wasn't the word, but I feel like there's, there's almost no, I don't think there's any domesticated like show polar bears. Are there? Somewhere. I don't think you'd want to. No. I don't think you're outside of, well, in America, you're not allowed to do that anymore. Really? Anyway. Really? Like just you're polar bears or? Bears. Like oh. you're, not, you're not allowed to do that kind of stuff with bears and elephants. Damn. Circuses, Ringling Brothers, that's not, that's not ethical. Ah, okay. You can't really do that anymore. All right. Like people, it's Russia, they have them as pets and stuff because they're insane, but. <laughs> yeah. <dude. laughs> yeah. I've seen one where a dude in America, I think, had a, um, I think it was a polar bear, uh, but he had a gigantic pool, and I think he had a, like a reservation or something like that. I don't know, but he the polar bear was his, and I remember like he was he made the joke little videos like the pool is, uh, like set to like this ridiculously cold temperature, so that way when the when the polar bear dives in, it can have a good time. But it's like it was just him and his polar bear swimming together, and I was like, that's a fucking bold move. Yeah, I wouldn't. Polar bears. People talk about how polar bears look at humans as food. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of thinking, well, it's probably really hungry. Yeah. Because other bears, they say, they're like, polar bears are the only bear that's not an omnivore. Mm. Look where it lives. <laughs> if it had berries floating about in the frozen tundra, it'd probably eat them. Oh, you know what? That's true. But it doesn't have them. Mm. So it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't got a taste. For for berries and corn and stuff like other bears do. Because they're, where are they? In the fucking forest where they can forage. Yeah. Obviously, they get a taste for that kind of stuff. Dude, a polar bear would be a pig and shit in a place where it could <laughs> eat anything it wanted to. Yeah. No, it's got to hunt. Yeah. Damn. That's probably why they eat us. They're just like, God, dude, haven't eaten a while. Mm. Frozen wasteland meat. Yeah. To uh, two people who are just diving, hanging around. Yep. Well, that's chicken wings right there. How dare you say that? <laughs> I'm more than a chicken wing, bro. Are you? Yeah. I think I'm like a decent. Um, wow. What are the? Uh, what? There's not the wings, then there's the the drums. Yeah. I'm a drum. I'm a thick drum. You're not a flat. No. I think I'm a drum. A drum's the subpar wing. Are you a Are you a wing? I'm a drum, dude. What are you talking? What are we talking about here? So uh, I just went two chicken wings, the two types. Uh, yeah, there's flats and drums. Okay, f- that's what they're called, flats. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Are you a flat or a, or a drum fan? A flat fan. See, I used it's to the like superior flats. wing. I like drums. What, dude? Yeah. It's so much harder to eat. It's so hard to get all the meat off it. I think the meat tastes better. It's got a knuckle on it. I don't. Need, I'm not gonna. I'm not the dude who eats the knuckle. I can't do it. I know a lot of people are like there's so much chicken on that. I'm like then you have it. I'm not. I can't do that crunchiness. But the meat in the on the drum, I find it better. You think the meat on the drum is better? Yes. I think you've created something in your own head that 
isn't actually true. And that's okay to be insane. So let me have my drums and think they're better. It's not okay to be insane. <laughs> it's okay to be different. There's a lot of things that are okay. To each his own kind of thing. Yeah. To be insane. <laughs> I don't know if that's one of them. <laughs> yeah. You can't, with a, with a drum, you can't lollipop it. Lollipop it. So there's two ways to eat flats. Well, there's three. Okay. If you... There's two correct ways to eat flats. <laughs> okay. So one is you pinch the one side hard and the bones separate between your fingers. And then you just grab the other side, put your mouth over the whole thing and pull all the meat off so it's clean immediately. Oh, shit. The other way is you grab one side in an open, uh, almost open fist, a little bit of an open fist so that... Uh, just the bone is right here in your hand. You take your other hand with the palm and you smack it and your hand pushes all the meat to the top like a lollipop and then you just eat the lollipop. Okay, what's the third way? Well, that's just fucking going in like a barbarian. Yeah, dude, that's me, and, dude. That's and like that's... eating and then, and then when there's the meat between the bones and you like shove your thumbs into it to get the meat out. Yeah. What's eating like a child who doesn't know how to eat wings? Let me live my life, dude. Some of us don't have this expertise way of wings. Bro, I used to crush a 30 rack of wings Yeah, while watching a movie once a week. Fuck. Yeah. You and I, I remember once you and I were... Uh... We were watching a movie, or I forget what we were doing. We were hanging out for a while, and we decided to have a shitload of wings. And I remember you and I were sitting there eating, and we, I, I had never gotten full off of wings before. That's a different kind of full. I was like, there's a lot of um, fried and oil on wings. I'm Those are bad of, wings. Yeah, well, I remember just eating so many of them, and I was like, I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> I was like, that's a lot. I'm going to die. Good wings don't make you feel too bad. Bad huh. wings make you feel bad. I don't think I've had many like top tier wings. When you cook something in oil for too long, the thing gets oily. Oh. But but cooking deep frying isn't necessarily bad unless you don't do it right. Okay. All right. At least I believe. Hmm. But I think we're gonna get into the anime today. We're looking at Mashal, Muscles and Magic. I bet he eats wings, some protein. I was gonna I don't know. I don't know what he eats. He might just go for macros only. Ooh. You know? Yeah. He could if he's supposed to be this unbelievably powerful. Suck down protein powder dry. But uh, I was, that sounds awful. <laughs> I used to do protein powder in water. People thought I was gross. Damn. It's just easier to drink. Yeah. Because putting, I love milk. Mm -hmm. I don't want to ruin the milk by putting a bunch of protein powder in it. Oh, uh, Okay. And then to have a huge thing of protein powder milk, and protein powder doesn't doesn't mix well, so you have to drink the whole thing right then and there. Ah, and to just chug milk, <laughs> it seems like a disservice to God's greatest gift to liquid. <laughs> I also I don't know about you, but I I wouldn't want to uh, have milk right before a workout. You have protein after your workout. Oh. Yeah, those protein shakes, you do them after your workout because uh, the influx of protein helps your muscles build back up. So your muscles your muscles kind of break down and tear when you work out. Yeah. And then when you have your protein shake afterwards, uh, it helps rebuild the muscles quicker so that you can work out sooner again. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's kind of the, that's kind of the philosophy and the reason behind it. Got it. Protein and creatine and all that stuff, it helps you, it helps you recuperate after your workout. 
so that you can work out more often. Ah. I wonder if MASH does any of that. Dude, he's probably out of his mind. (laughs) He ain't about it. He ain't about it. He just goes for cream puffs, bro. He ain't going (laughs) macros, protein shakes, nothing. Nah. He's just living his best. He's he's working out so hard he can eat whatever he wants. Fuck a want. (laughs) (laughs) That should be the slogan of the show, dude. Fuck a want. (laughs) I like the... uh, the character design of this. I like their little eye thing. It's kind of cool. Oh! Dude immediately books it into the city. No! Bro, he needs he needs some pastries. If these were eclairs, oh my gosh. Dude, I'd be with him all day every day. Eclairs are an elite pastry. Dude, that's why both start with E. Ooh. What's wrong with his face? He doesn't have a line on it. <gasps> Always. That's all magic ever is. <laughs> what would you wish for? Magic. That's just saying you want infinite wishes, because now you're going to say magic does anything. Oh, that is true. Oh, his whole outfit is weights, by the way. Damn. Holy cow, dude. So Whoa. in this world, they just kill anybody who doesn't have magic? <laughs> just go straight back for taking his clothes off. <laughs> My second shirt today. <gasps> oh, he's smacking the shit out of him. Oh, God. Damn, big boy. You just got open hand smacked by a child. How does that feel? <laughs> How does that feel? He was humiliated. Dude, this man looks like an upside down tentacruel. <laughs> oh, dude, he's digging it. <laughs> dude. He's been playing volleyball with these death attacks. This man heard Avada Kedavra and said, nah, I'm oh. juggling. Oh. Oh no, is he's he just gonna <laughs> throw it at you, bro. Let's go. That's all you need. Nah, dude, motivation it's not is all motivation. Yeah, it is. <laughs> bro, they're at Hogwarts. I don't think you should be so blown away that they're using tra- transfiguration and stuff. Yeah, that's true. It's magical. <laughs> it's magical, dude. You know what? There is magic in his world. That shoe pastry with custard in it. That is true. I was gonna say, do you think the artist uh, or the or the or the writer loves pastries, or just decided this is gonna be the anchor to the story? No idea. <laughs> uh, I would I hope think, he loves pastry. I yeah. hope he loves shoe. Uh, yeah, D- I mean, don't get me wrong. A delicious, really nice uh, cream puff. It's good shit. I, I I've had one. Um, uh, I when I worked in a bakery, I did uh, I did learn a little bit about the difference between like you know, fa- uh, what's it called? Um, I guess like the real cream, uh, like when you see like custard or like real cream. Um, and so when it's not that sweet, the cream itself, but the pastry is sweet and the nice combination of the two. Listen, I get it. I get, I get Mash's love for them. They're phenomenal. So I might, I might go into the city, even though dad told me not to, to get six of them, dude. So I fully get it. This was, this was a cute little anime. I didn't expect to. To to like, I think they did a pretty good job of hooking with Mash. Like, I I I love Mash. He was adorable. I think the dad also. I think that I I was kind of wary when the dad started going into his backstory. I was like, ooh, we're getting a bit of exposition. Let's see how this feels. Because uh, I know that um, uh, one of the things that I guess a lot of people are deterred from exposition is when they can tell it is. But this one. I was actually having, I think I was fine with it. I think the dad was like learning about the dad was a huge part to why MASH is here 
and it also explains that I don't know. I I felt because Mash almost is like this invincible creature that pro, it's like um, uh, one like Saitama. He I feel he probably doesn't really care too much about being insulted. He's just kind of whatever. He's not going to take it, but someone shitting on his pops and then they've added this element that his pops has really kind of taken the L all his life and the only thing he's done well is mash so suddenly they go for his pops and I'm like no please just leave him alone he has one thing in his yeah. life well I think you also since we were talking about exposition before yeah. we get into like their relationship and stuff there's that exposition you have to look at what it's doing mm-hmm. we are learning about pops sure you could say it's exposition about pops, but that's not what the point of it was. The point of it was to understand the world that we live in. We get an understanding of if you don't have magic, you should be killed, is what they were saying. But he was just weak with magic. So we saw that even if you're weak with magic, he wasn't saying everyone saw me as weak with magic and then I was my family left got rid of me and then I couldn't hold a job. He wasn't doing that. Mm. We were seeing his family get rid of him. We were seeing the jobs not keep him. We were seeing the women oh, turn him down. I see what you mean. I see what so, you mean. Yeah, you could, if you're not looking at it from the purview of what is this showing me, it's we're just learning exposition about the grandpa. Yeah. But we were actually learning about the world. Mm. Okay, that is. So a, that's yeah. one of the big differences because he could have sat there and the grandpa could have just said to the cop, you don't know what it's like because you have magic. When I was a kid, I he was could, pushed yeah. away. I couldn't hold a job. I couldn't do this. He could have just sat there and said it. And mm. that would have been exposition for exposition's sake. So then this show uh, uh, was uh, not checkmated me, but it pulled, pulled one over my eyes. I thought I was getting his exposition. And so I thought I was aware of the exposition, but I was actually getting world exposition. So I wasn't aware of it. Yeah, you were learning more about the world i think it was still like it's still exposition has to happen no matter what. it does you have to have it yeah it, but it's it's it, about how well it's hidden into yeah. the story it's, mm-hmm. well not even hidden it's about how well it just flows with conversation and as you have said moves the story along yes the story yeah. and the understanding of the world and the setting and everything yeah if it's done well then you're getting exposition while being brought through the character's arc yeah uh so, yeah, was there exposition in the first episode? 100%. Yeah. Uh, I think it did a good job of grounding us into the world, though, because it could have just been a world that has magic and he doesn't. But, no, it's a world of uh, almost genocide towards normal, quote-unquote, humans. Yeah. Because this world seems to have the Malfoys have won. Mm. They got rid of the Mudbloods. Yeah, dude. God damn. They got rid of them because humans evolved past it, mm-hmm. apparently. Unless there's just every once in a while some of them get born and they spart and kick them off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. They're like, mm, no face tat at birth. Shift it. Yeah. Put it in the pile. In the pile. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they do. Yeah. I don't know what they do. Yeah. Matt, I do love uh, Mash's unwavering love for uh, for for his dad. But I think... The the showing uh, so the pinnacle of the episode is when of course the the cops come in and they 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 start fucking with him a little bit, but I think uh, the the way that they showed him dealing with magic going up against it, I think worked really well. 
I, I like the the concept because you know you're sitting there thinking you've you've read the mal you're like all right he's got super strength how does that face up against magic and then he goes up against him and then you see this cop who they've now set up to be this big bad who they even said like he could take on a dragon dudes dudes dope and mash just eats it for breakfast so I I think it was pretty solid I I do like the concept that he just he just plays with it and then the the cop even played with he's so strong he can hold stop the magic but he's so soft he can hold on to it so the, mash is incredibly in control of every part of his body not just super strength so that that does that does excite me for possibly more elements in the story yeah well what you're hitting on what are you hitting on with the um they did well with him reacting to magic so I was thinking, I thought it was going to be a bit more sad uh, when he kind of realizes that he doesn't have magic and that he was going to, that he was a bit more of a freak, like the way that it was going, because especially the dad, the tone they were setting was, you know, he was insulting the dad, he was figuring out that. Mash just, I'm assuming he just learned he's adopted. He's, um, uh, he's not, he doesn't have any magic because he asked, he was like, why am, why is all my training physical? So I don't think he knew that he wasn't supposed, like he was supposed to have magic. So I think in that moment, he learned a lot of info. So I was like, oh, how is he going to deal with this magic coming at him right now? Is he going to like surprisingly try to do it? Or is he going, you know, is he going to be a little bit afraid of it and then just be impervious to it? How's it going? But instead he walks in and because of his love for his dad, he just palms the shit. Just get that out of here. I don't want anything to do with it. Your magic means nothing to me. I'll just figure it out. So I liked uh, the character that they set up was this, he has one mind. He had like his, he's like, I'll just do it. I'll just do it myself. Don't worry about it. I'll figure it out. So suddenly this man is hurling a ball of energy at him and he's like, I'll just throw it. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, I, I like to think that he doesn't understand it either. Oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot to the idea that we give stuff power. Yeah. And, even the people in the room, the one guy's like, if you, that thing, are you trying to destroy the whole area that we're in? Because he knows magic and he's given magic this power. So if you're scared, you hesitate, right? Yeah. If you're scared in the face of it, you hesitate, especially if you're supposed, if you're just going to hit it to try to knock it away. If you're scared of it, you give it enough power to make you hesitate. Is this going to kill me? And now you're not going to be able to go up against it. Yeah. So his not being coddled into magic could very well be the thing that saves him in instances where uh, I don't even know what it is. Why would I be scared? It's like going to Madagascar. Mm. There's a bunch of animals there that don't, they've never seen a human before. They don't know to run from us. Mm. They're not scared of us. They're just like, what is this thing? Yeah. What is this new thing on the island? That is A true. lot of animals are, they run from us because they know pretty much to be scared of us. He doesn't know to be scared of magic. Also, any magic he's ever seen is what his grandpa uses to pour tea for him. Yeah. Is the people in the town making things float when he sees the, the kids running around doing magic stuff. He's probably never seen somebody get killed by magic. So magic is coming at him. He's like, what, dude? This makes apples float. <laughs> Smacks it away. I don't that know what you're true. trying to do. That also, it, that's a, that's even further solidified when he picks up a wand, something that is that is the crux of being able to use magic. He just hurls it, like just the disrespect of this thing, because he doesn't he doesn't know he has no he has no reason to give respect to this thing. It, as you said, makes apples flow. It it pours tea. I'm just gonna throw this like a little javelin at a dude. Just breaks through that magic barrier with ease, and the guy was like. 
to use a wand like that. What the fuck? Yeah, it's so disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, Because people have vaunted magic up, especially if, if the idea is we kill anybody who doesn't have magic because they're not worthy of existing. Of course. Then magic, they just, they push it at such a high level and it gets you everything in life. Yeah. If you have the best magical skill, you're the, you're the, the elite. Yep. If you were born into the great magical family and you don't seem like you have enough magic, you're excommunicated. Uh, it seems as though magic itself is your status over even money. Yes. So yep. they put so much value on it. And now in this world that values it entirely, someone who one doesn't have it, two doesn't value it. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't see it as having that type of value. He hasn't been brought up in that structure. Mm. So when he goes to a school that's all about creating the elite in magic and everyone's like, oh, you have to be the best with magic. He's like, so? <laughs> Which I think is cool because of what he said. And it's not just a – it doesn't seem like it's just one of those people who are watching this should be better. Where he says, I have more motivation than any of them. Mm, that's going like to that. be true because their motivation – there, there's some of them at this school. I bet we're going to meet them and they're going to be like, well, I'm never going to be one because I know that I come from a family. It's not as strong as the other family. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be like, who, who cares? Because <laughs> he's not rooted into a system of better magic just means you're better. He's rooted in a system of I need to be better as a person. Mm. He's not brought down by the thought that someone else just has more than me. So why would I even try? Which is, it's cool to see because, I don't know, I don't think a lot of things touch on that. And it's something that I have problems with when people are talking about, especially in acting stuff. Yeah. People are like, oh, okay, yeah, they obviously just got the job because because their mom and dad were already in the film industry. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. I'm like, well, it's unfair. Work harder. <laughs> if you want it, work harder. Yeah. You're telling me, like, what, is it going to be bad if I get in big movies and then I have kids and I want them to follow their dreams? And if they want to be in movies, too, I shouldn't pull some strings. I shouldn't have my relationships help my kids. Yeah. No, dude. I'm going to – I would do it. You would do it. They're going to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to give them everything. I still want them to to work hard for their own stuff. But if I have relationships in the industry, of course. Yeah. I'm going to help them out. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you got a problem with that, fucking quit because you don't like it enough. If if your idea is, well, I just sh- I shouldn't have to work hard because they didn't have to work hard. You have no idea how hard or not hard they worked. It's true. You don't. You just see tabloid stuff. And I like the idea that these these people, I'm probably reading too much into it, but these people have this these magical families and they all have this magic and everyone's just they resign themselves to the idea, oh, okay, their magic's better than mine, so I'm never going to be as good. So I'm just going to live in squalor because my magic's not super dope. Mm. Why don't they try to flex it harder? Why don't they try to work harder on the magic? They just resign themselves to their magic not being good. Yeah, it's like the uh, the old... I was about to say the old adage of Saiyans. No, but like their old rule of like, ah, oh, it's your power level. And then Goku comes along. He's like, uh, I just worked hard to make mine bigger. And they're fucking blown away. They're like, excuse... You what? You what? You can, no, you have a power level, and that's the thing. That's your thing. That's your shtick. And he's like, no, I just made it better. And they were blown away. Vegeta was blown away. Everyone was like, what in the hell? 
So, yeah, maybe these guys just need to train and work hard on their magic instead of just being like, damn, I was born and I can make flowers bloom. That's about it. I'm just probably not going to do anything else. Yeah, because it would be reinforced, like what was happening to Grandpa in this. You couldn't even do that? Oh, you're so weak. It would be re- You couldn't yeah. do that? You're so weak. So now you're just like, well, I'm weak. Yeah. I can't do it because I'm weak. Yeah. If everyone always just tells you that, and in this kid, he hasn't had that. He hasn't been told every day, well, you're just weak. Well, you don't have magic, so you're nothing. Yeah. He was told, go out there and work harder. Yeah. It's the uh, it's Morgan Freeman. If nobody told you that you couldn't bend a bullet, would you? So he he absolutely is out there just crushing weights because no one probably told him, hey, you should probably, you can't w- lift that much weight. So he was just like, here we go. Yeah. I'm, I'm just crank. I'm just cranking it's, out in the middle the of the It's the forest. funny thing about Olympics. I think about this every Olympics. Every Olympics, there's a world record set. <laughs> really? Damn. There's multiple world records set. There's world records and track set every Olympics. Damn. There's ob- there's got to be a time when we just can't anymore. Yeah. But we're not at that time. Yeah. There's always a world record set. So somebody's like Usain Bolt, fastest person ever. One, there's a lot of people. So there might be somebody faster than Usain Bolt. Yeah. That's just not in the Olympics. That doesn't run track. They're just running at home because they love it. Right? But the next year, there's a world record. The year after that, there's a world record. The only reason we're not breaking them, the only reason more people aren't breaking them is because you're told and then you think to yourself, I'm not good enough and I can't do it. Mm. That's the thing that stops you more than anything. You believe somebody else telling you you're not good enough. Yeah. And then you tell yourself you're not good enough. Somebody says, you can't do that. And then you're like, fuck. No, yeah, I can. But in the back of your head, you're like, they're probably right. That's what stops you. You believed somebody else who doesn't know your life. Yeah. But, I mean, they usually, they, uh, the, the, that usually comes from multiple sources. And when it comes from multiple sources, depending on different levels of respect you have for your elders or, or whatnot, especially from older figures like uh, the dad, the mom, I think that was the mom, uh, was telling him, like, you are... Um, you are not strong, and so that that come from someone you respect. Then you can you can shrug off all you want, but then coming from someone who is of you, like that is your mother, you're gonna a part of that's gonna stay with you. It's gonna be in there, and so then like you said, you could be like, no, I'm stronger, but in the back of your head, you're like, maybe I'm not. Yeah, and the just the seeds, the seeds of doubt. Yeah, Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, um, if the if you could kick a person in the pants that has held you back all your life, then you wouldn't be able to sit for a week because you hold yourself back. Damn. Dude, Teddy Roosevelt. You believe other people. Yeah. You just got to take stock for yourself. If you believe other people that you can't do it, then you're not going to be able to do it because now you believe you can't do it. Why give somebody else the power? Hmm. Even my mom, my mom doesn't know how much I work on stuff. Mm. I can say I'm working really hard on this. She has no idea that I'll stay up till 5 a.m. on an edit. Yeah. So she's like, I don't know if this, I don't know if you can do it. And if I let that hit me, she's not sitting there watching me slave away over an edit for a long time. Yeah. She's not sitting there watching. And that's like, that's family. That's the nuclear family. That's the person that's within that Mm. circle. They don't know either. So when they say something like that. (laughs) <laughs> Fuck off, dude. only i know how hard i work on stuff yeah 
So I'm not going to let, I mean, it happens. Obviously we're human. Yeah. But you got to try not to let somebody do that to you. Yeah. You got to try to not let, not believe what anyone has to say about you because Mm. you know what you do. And if uh, you don't work as hard as you can, then that is on you. Shame on you. Well, it's just how you want to live your life, but you should you should you should always want to lay your head on your pillow in bed at night, knowing that you did the best you could that day, because mm. that will give you solace, mm. and that will help a lot. Yeah, and I think that's can what Mash does. Oh, dude, I think Mash sleeps like a baby. Yeah, yeah, he just does everything he can with what he has. It's cool. Yeah, he has. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's just supposed to be a fun little anime, but. But at, at a certain level, I like the the theme of it. There's just one person who's throwing a wrench in the system because they don't believe in the hierarchical structure of the magic. Yeah. I think it was a, a really cool choice to have MASH be so confident in himself as well. I think that was such a cool addition that they added with uh, his just that little, I have more motivation than them. And you're like, dude. Nice. It's not, it's not, you know, he's going in there. He's looking at that castle. Like I'm a, he literally even said, I'm going to crush it. Like, that's dope. That is awesome. Not a seed of doubt in him. He's like, he's like, dude, I'll just, I'll just do better. I'll, I'll, if I, if I can't figure it out, I'll just figure it. I'll work harder. Yeah. I'll work harder. Yeah. If I can't do it now, I will be able to next week Mm -hmm. because I will do it. Yeah. Mash is our hero. It's a great, it's a great way to go. Uh, I'm going to get into the Jotos a little bit. Let's do it. Um, so there's a there's a line. There's almost this arbitrary line about magic. What is magic and what is not magic? And we often look at fantasy. It's like make things float. Can kill thing. Can transmogrify, right? Can do all these different things with magic. But if you look at our world today, a ton of stuff would have been viewed as magic. People ask this question, and what they're trying to get out of you is like, what would they think about how society is? But people will say, what if the founding fathers were here today? What would they say? And I know that they want it to be like, oh, fuck it. Not as much freedom. Oh, yeah. But all I can ever think is George Washington would look in the sky and be like, when did these fucking birds get this big? (laughs) Right? Loses shit. Benjamin Franklin would see a car and just start sprinting. Yeah. Away. Yeah. It's like, dude, this is where electricity brought us. It, they'd be horrified. <laughs> and if they saw our phones, if they saw our TVs, we'd be burned alive yep. for being wizards and stuff yeah. because of the magic. I just always find it interesting that, and it's not even technology. There's there's jellyfish in the ocean that when they are getting old in age, they just regenerate to a baby <laughs> and live again. Jesus Christ. Like you're telling me that's not magic, right? <laughs> uh, uh, starfish, they can lose they can lose up to 45% of their body and they'll regrow. Something insane like that. As long as they have the heart intact and, and a piece of their body, they'll regrow. Yeah. From that from that midpoint. Magic. <laughs> yeah, like these things are magical. Yeah, lobsters. We don't know if they die in nature. Yeah, their cell growth regeneration could very well be 100%. Yeah. They're we just have no chilling. idea. We've never known one to die of old age. <laughs> Dude, lobsters magic. 
Like this kind of stuff is magical. It's just yeah. beyond belief to an extent. And we can try to quantify it with science, but it's beyond our imagination. Mm-hmm. A bunch of stuff has been in sci-fi that was beyond human grasp, and we have it now. Going to space. We thought that the Earth was the center of the of the universe, and we didn't even know how big the universe could possibly be. And then we found out it wasn't. We found out the sun was the center of the universe. Yeah. And then we found out the sun's just the center of the solar system. <laughs> like, space is fucking magic. Let's be clear. <laughs> yeah. This thing that we're flying through. Yeah. This vacuum of nothingness that houses all the life in the world, the Big Bang. Great expansion. Let's be clear. It wasn't quite a bang. That everything in the known universe, not even the known, everything in the universe past what we can see, the visual universe, the known universe, every single thing that is expanding through this infinite space came from something the size of an atom. Theoretically. Yeah. And expanded out. All of it. Damn. That's crazy. (laughs) So the fact that we have this arbitrary line where it's like, it's got to come out of a wand. And that means it's magic. That's true. Yeah. And then they use magic for such mundane tasks. I magic the broom. Now it (laughs) cleans. Just fucking clean, dude. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how, when they show, when they show magical worlds and stuff, Mm -hmm. it's like there's poverty. How? (laughs) Somebody has a dirty house. How? (laughs) You just magic the books. Just shuffle their little asses back onto the shelf. What are they doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I I feel like there was there's just this level of I I you'd want to say that it would be was it hubris? That would be but um it's even when it comes to magic, I feel like there's there's still the attitude of people that, you know, technology now makes life easier. And then People just keep using it for mundane tasks. Like uh, the whole thing is like this is this is more technology than NASA had when they sent someone to the moon on their on your phone. There was pretty much wasn't actually a computer. It, when you say there's more on the phone, yeah, there's more on a Texas Instruments calculator <laughs> that you used. There's more computing power on that calculator, yeah, that you used. Not the big one, not the TI eighty three plus, not a graphing calculator. That's not what I'm talking about. Oh. I'm talking about those little blue ones with white buttons. Yeah. There's more computing power on that than what went to the moon. Damn. We went to the moon in 69. Do you know what they were using? Sorry, I know a lot about the moon. I love the moon. Yeah, give uh, me and the, and the, Do you know what they were thinking about doing before they developed that little bit of computing power to help them get to the moon? What? They were going to do everything in binary, and they had a factory of these old ladies, and they were making ropes. With, with pretty much uh, uh, little coins on them, right? And they were making a machine with a hole in it, and you would take these long ropes of code. It was pretty much code, so the, the little coin or the washer would be a one, and then nothing would be a zero for binary. Okay. And what they were going to do is you, you have the ropes in order of when you're going to feed them through the machine so that the machine would calculate the binary through the rope. And that would be how the quote-unquote computer worked. What the fuck? So they were working on that. They were creating all the code with these ropes for an extended period of time before somebody came with, up with the idea and, and executed 
creating the computing machine that they used instead. What? They were going to f- manually feed ropes with coins on it <laughs> to go to the moon. <laughs> Damn. That's what computing was like back then. Yeah. But I was going to, like, that, the point of the, uh, is that, like, that way more technology is in your phone. And so then, but what do people use it for? Fuck all. I use, you know, to scroll pictures, like a picture of someone cooking something. But that's insane, right? I I think that's not fuck all. (laughs) Okay. That's communication with people on the other side of the country. That's That's communication with people on the other side of the world. That's communication on a grander scale than humanity has ever had. And I think that's insane. And I think that's the fact that we view it as mundane, that we can communicate with people around the world in an instant, in the blink of an eye. Yeah. That's that's the craziest part of technology is we think it's not crazy. Mm. I can talk to a friend I have in Australia right now. I can message them on my phone. And they will receive it. You couldn't do that 20 years ago. Yeah. 20 years ago. Damn. Technology has gone so fast. It's it's crazy to me that we don't think of it as as crazy. Mm. That we think that liking a picture of food on the internet isn't crazy. That's crazy. It's amazing. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like, actually, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, that, that we can be in such communication and it has changed humanity. We're different because of how much we can talk. For better or for worse. Yeah. There's bad in it. And we can go down the road of how bad it is. But there's good in it, too. Mm. We can communicate on such a grand scale. Yeah. It might feel mundane because talking to each other is mundane. Talking to somebody in your life is mundane. But th- but that we can do it with anyone on earth. Where you you were just 70 years ago, you only knew the people in your town. Yeah. You would never meet anybody else. It was impossible almost. Yeah, and if you if you traveled or you you went out of that that out of your way or out of that town, you were viewed as kind of a weirdo, or or a traveler. You were a unique individual. People used to fucking hitchhike, dude. Yeah, like it's wild, mm. and that's so magical. All that stuff. Damn. But it's almost it's almost like. It's why one of my favorite book series of all time is the Book of the New Sun by Gene Wolfe. Okay. Book of the New Sun Tetralogy by Gene Wolfe. I don't think, you're never going to read it, right? No. Anybody who's listening, if you ever wanted to read it, I bet you've never heard of the book unless I talked about it. Damn. <laughs> it's one of the greatest book series of ever written, I, I believe. Fantasy sci-fi. And you have to say fantasy sci-fi because of one reason. It takes place in a world of castles and swords. And as you're reading it, it is a world of fantasy. It's dark fantasy. Castles, swords, magic, all that. You keep going and you find out that humanity passed us. It was like the year 3000. Technology was insane. We could teleport. We could do all these different things. And then we destroyed ourselves. To the point where humanity had had to 
build itself back up again. And we were in the Middle Ages when this book takes place pretty much. A little bit past it. A little bit past the Middle Ages. And all this magic was the technology. These people were using teleportation spells. But many people didn't understand that there was a small sect of, of people who found texts from back in the day. They fell into a subway system. <laughs> and people were like, what the fuck is going on here? Dude, that sounds dope. Right? The, there was a small group of quote-unquote elite people who figured out that humans had done this. Mm. And they learned the technology. And they didn't let anybody else find it. They didn't let anybody else understand that it's just technology from ages ago. They created stories around it. This is the magic used by my people. Damn. That one actually, that story actually just folds in on itself. The idea that the technology that we come up with is the magic that we watch in these fantasy stories. Yeah. Because we, we want it. It's so cool. Yeah. This person just, they use a little a bit of magic and the thing, the thing just starts cleaning the house for them. Mm-hmm. Those little rolling Roombas. vacuums. People needed the magic that they saw in the movie, so they created it. Yeah. Through technology, and it is magic. Damn. Technology, the real MVP here. Yeah. Like, who's to say that we don't, in the future, we create these little things that can do all sorts of stuff for us. It can control our TV. We already kind of have it. Something that can control our TV and our fridge and our, our, our thermostat and everything. Why don't we just make it look like a wand? And now a wand controls your house. Yeah, even the, uh, even the, even the element of, I mean, the wands of today would be your phone. So the amount of people that you can set up, if you have uh, enough money to set your house up, you can set it up so that it's all connected to the phone. And you can just be like, you just into your phone, um, turn on the fridge light, all of a sudden, zoop, and be like, uh, start up my car in the garage. It's already on. And then you're like, uh, turn off the AC, turn off the lights, and uh, get a pot, co- uh, pot of coffee going for me when I get back. Yeah. And then all you got to do is you go into your phone, and if you want to church it up a little bit, you're like, okay, okay. Uh, cooling the fridge is going to be uh, refrigerator. Refrigerator! And you just start. <laughs> you create. You create words for all of it. Yeah, you could. That's it. Yeah. So who's to say at some point that we just don't take everything because we do it with sci-fi. We just don't take everything that we see and turn it into a reality. Yeah. And then if you want to add the flavor of fantasy magic, then you just put on a fucking robe, hold a wand, and do it. Yeah. There was a, uh, there's a fun little thing. I'm watching, um, uh, uncle from another world right now. And one of the things they, they were trying to do is, uh, he was trying to prove that magic can, can, can be just as effective as electric, uh, like, uh, technology and stuff. Uh, cause at one point it was like a blistering day and they were like, Oh, we should get an AC. And he's like, we don't need an AC. I could do a cold spell. So he just fucking tosses up a cold spell and they're like, well, oh my God, this is amazing. How'd you do it? He's like, Oh, you know, I talked to the, I talked to the, uh, the magical spirits and they're like, Oh, cool. And all of a sudden later, as they're doing their thing, they're living their best life. And all of a sudden he, he learns that he's like, ooh, um, the magical spirits want sacrifice. And they're like, I'm sorry? He's like, yeah, I, I, I didn't. It's not for free. So we got to, uh, I think we have to cut a head off a cow and feed it to them or they're going to kill everyone on earth. And he's like, you gave us AC. Instead, instead of buying an AC, you just threatened all of life. He's like, yes. 
and they they ended up doing it, but it was it was very funny for a bit. He was so adamant. He was like, "Nah, magic crushes electronics. No worries here." And then they were like, "You fool! You should have just bought an AC. Why? How would you have done this? Like, wh- how could you do this?" Yeah. yeah, just paying a higher electricity bill. <laughs> dude, Much easier. Saving humanity, dude. Yeah, yeah. The ice spirit was about to bomb the world, but. They saved. They they did save the day. Oh, so that's how the first, the the uh, old ice age started. <sighs> you monster! The, during the younger Dryas. What? It's a time period. Oh, I was like, dude, what? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna get into my topic. All right. So, I remember when I was a kid. Uh, and I would write stories, comic books, manga, the works. But one common theme was uh, overall strength. I always gravitated towards a hero without any of the crazy powers, just strength. And I feel like that's such a dope way to have a character be given tools to get through any job. I think that allows for a character to be able to have... Like you, do, it's, uh, you taught your character how to fish instead of giving them a fish. If given the choice, I if in if I was put into a world like this, would I rather have magic, or it doesn't have to be the exact one, but in this instance, uh, dope magic or his strength? I would almost always choose the strength. I find it funner than magic, and I just think story wise, one of the coolest. Like uh, even with um, when uh, what was it? Uh, my, my hero. I can't believe I just forgot the name of my hero academia. Uh, my my it's, hero. It's forgettable. <laughs> Uh, but so uh, I love Midoriya's overall strength or even All Might's strength that concept is so cool to me even though yes there are cooler quirks the dude with the the wings when he can control every feather I was like that's really cool and pretty even the, uh, even uh, Todoroki when his powers collided and shit he can make the most powerful explosive cool stuff ever but I still think one of the coolest most useful powers is strength where you can put it into any situation it's it's just one of the the greatest concepts, especially for a main character of a story. I think it's always way cooler to have a character have to figure out situations where his power isn't the best for every scenario or the most flashy, but he can fit it into many situations. Do you think the strength is the superpower? The the, the uh, mashes, or do you mean uh, pretty general- much any of them? Yeah, mash and Midoriya and All Might. You think strength is their their thing? Yes. Oh, you about to you about to give me that their 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 attitude or their motivation is their superpower? Yep. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. You coming at me like this? How could yeah, you? Yeah, they have it. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. I think you kind of just described it too. No, you're actually, like it's not even the best thing. You're right. You're right. You know what? You got me. You fought you got me cuz one of them, so uh I've said this again and again and again and again. Captain America is uh my second favorite superhero. Favorite Marvel superhero. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, you love Captain America, like all his power, his super strength or whatever. And I'm like, no, it's not my favorite part of Captain America. Yeah, strength is cool. One of my favorite parts is like if they were to be like, hey, the Hulk is raging. He's like, I'm on it. And you're like, dude, you are not in that category. You're not that guy. And he's like, I'll figure it out. And then Captain America, you just beat the living shit out of him. He gets right back up. You're like, can you just, can you just go down? His saying in the movies, and I don't know if they are in the comics, but I could do this all day. You're like, dude, the tenacity of you, for the love of God, just stop. You don't fit in this guy. People are bigger, better, stronger. You, the, you're not this guy. And he's like, I'll yeah. do it. The reason that I say it is um, because super strength 
in almost every scenario has a character that's about 80% overlapping a Venn diagram. Hmm. Super strength characters are almost exclusively similar in their deportment, in their uh, tenacity, in their motivation, in their all of it. Mm. And I think it's necessary because I don't think the super strength is the thing. The super strength just lets them be in the same boat as the people who can fire lasers from their eyes, who can control people's minds. Yeah. Who can control all metal. Yeah. This is just the cast of the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> the strength just allows them to stand with those people. Mm. But the strength doesn't make them a hero. Damn, we're going all might now. He could have given a strength to anybody. That wasn't the point. He was looking for someone who had the mental tenacity to to dive into uh, a fight that he has no business being in. But you got to save someone. You got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Damn. Because even the villains with super strength. Yeah. I mean, they, they were, have a drive. Um, I forget what uh, what podcast it was, but I believe it was Kevin Hart when someone said like, "If you, um, what's your favorite muscle?" Or yeah, I think it was like, "What's your favorite muscle?" And he was like, uh, "My brain." And, and not, like not my brain, but like, what was it? Uh, what's your favorite thing about working out, whatever? But he, it, the the point of the story, I'm butchering the the, the statement, but he was saying, uh, uh, the thing he lo- like, the thing he wants most out of like this whole like working out, doing better, all the whatever. He's like, it's the the mental thing when it comes to sticking to something and really giving it your best is the mental fortitude of doing that. So I think maybe like the characters that I love, like they they have this tenacity because most of the time their super strength comes from this absurd uh, regime that they stuck to. It, it's it's this this uh, uh, like that they all had to work for the body, and you can't have worked for that body without vicious determination. Like that, you know, even Midoriya, all of those training arcs, and then uh, the uh, Saitama. He's like, yeah, I worked out. Yeah, he's he's a bit of a a force of nature, but from the lore, he's like, I worked out every day, every day. I just did it. I just kept doing it. And you're like, God, it's like you can you can say what you want to say, but like that's that's a that's a wonderful power to stick to some no matter what is going on. You are out there working out, doing the thing, doing the thing you said you were gonna do, again and again and again and again. So yeah, it's like that character has forged that superpower. Of being able to just continuously stick to it. Yeah. It's just funny that... Because the way you described... The way you were describing the super strength... Mm-hmm. Was... Uh, that you like super strength and it's more fun because the other stuff is just given to somebody. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And if they just have super strength, then it is given to them. Their difference is that their motivation isn't given to them. Their motivation is earned and their motivation is necessary for them as a character. So it's almost like you described their brain while, while trying to describe their body. <laughs> like in terms of magic, they just have it because they were born with this power, mm-hmm. but super strength though. It's like, well, they could have just been born. They could have just been born with super strength, but you like the character and the character's not super strength. Damn. The character just has it. Yeah, you're right. Shit. I see. I, I'm over here thinking I'm in the super strength team. I'm in the super, super mind team. 
You're in the never give up <laughs> team. Yeah, dude. Who's in my Who's in my corner? Uh, fucking Spider Man. Naruto for sure. Goku, but even Goku kind of ruined that one in Super where he was like, I don't. He's like, I've never really given up. I don't really know how to. I was like, damn. You don't really have a problem giving up. You just don't. You just don't do it. All right. I, I mean, Goku. there's one Dragon Ball Z character that never gives up. Oh, damn. No matter what gets tossed at him. <laughs> he never gives up, dude. He always perseveres and always pushes forward. Wait, we talking about Vegeta? Trunks. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Vegeta. <laughs> Vegeta has the tenacity to keep working no matter what. For the love of God, he does, yeah. He will literally never give up. No, dude. So Vegeta also exemplifies what you like in the characters. Mm. Dude, never give up characters. They get me going. I like MASH. MASH, Mash is awesome. MASH is baby girl. <laughs> Don't head tilt me, bro. I didn't. You can't prove it either. I can't, dude. But guys, listen, he did it. I didn't do nothing. I was just excited about Mash, bro. I want to see what he does when he's at this school. I just want to see how he how he is around with other people. I think that'll be a super fun experience because he's been so sheltered. Dude, he has. So he's not been around people, let alone people his age, that think that they should be able to talk to him. Yeah. He's, he's a massive fish out of water. He's an incredible. He he is so literal. If you if you just say anything like oh if you do this he's like okay, and then he just goes and goes and does things like I was told that was that was a joke don't do it please I can see him just getting into some hijinks yeah. some shenanigans oh yeah if you if you think you can beat me then you you have to you have to squat two thousand pounds. All right, next week he's fucking doing one <laughs> rep a ton. <laughs> the guy's like oh shit. I was saying it facetiously. Yeah, dude. He's like what the hell. He's got that. He's got that. Never give up attitude. No, he got that dog in him, bro. Oh, dude, That's he's a dog. Is. He got that dog in him, bro. Yeah, this was a fun. This was a really fun show. I agree. I saw the manga of it. Did you? People were loving it. The, the manga was well received for a while. Well, I yeah. guess it has to have been to have been made it to an anime. They don't always have to be well received manga to be made into an anime. That's true. Some people just make filth. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> There's some shitters <laughs> that get turned into anime. Dude, I know you're about to. Are you going to name drop the one that you told me about this morning? I'd say I, the amount of times I've, I, I keep having to say it's not shit. I just found it boring. Yeah, that's true. No, it's the, not shit. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I, there's a couple of manga that I'm, uh, I, I read, and I'm, but boring doesn't mean that I stop reading it. I'll sit there. You ever been reading something, and you're just like, this isn't very interesting, but... I'm going to stick to this. I kind of like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what this one is. It's boring. Wait, you mean this anime? No. Oh. The oh, manga that you were telling me to talk about. <laughs> I was like, dude, there's nothing boring about MASH putting a hole, th two separate holes through that building. Be in three. Dude, it, it did. They made a hole and then he made two holes. I'm not going to lie. His was the seat, was the, was the uh, bit of passion. The cops could have used the door. Yeah. The, the door was taped. They, they did not have to go through the wall. I, I think they weren't going to leave that as a building still standing for anyone to live in. Oh, 
That's true. Yeah, so the other cops were it like, didn't really matter. Yeah, when he was about to straight up kill the old man, they were looking like, here we go again. Oh, dude, they were laughing. Yeah. He was like, oh, dude, he's using it. Yeah. He's using the thing. Dude. The one cop was dead, by the way. <laughs> dude, he never came back from the woods, dude. Because <laughs> the, the one dude, he got smacked. He got the shit smacked out of him for a while. <laughs> but that was just open hand slaps. Yeah. The, the other guy got a Superman punch from 30 yards. <laughs> that just disappeared. We didn't even get like a reaction shot from him. He's dead. Yo, there was no reaction to have. His head was gone. <laughs> and no one even talked about him. The other, like, one of the cops was like, that big guy you just slapped around, one of the strongest people of the... So it's like, you know, you came in here with three people, right? Like, two other people, Yeah, right? the other guy's a banana peel in the forest. <laughs> of course he's not talking about him anymore. He knows he's gone. He just wishing bones around a tree, bro. Just... Blah. Yeah. You're like... <gasps> Oh, he's done for. Yeah, dude. We're never seeing him again. <laughs> his family doesn't have a dad anymore. Dude, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, that, they were, he was a piece of shit anyway. Deserved. So. Yeah, yeah. Deserved. Bro, those kids grow up in squalor. <laughs> yeah, That's what you dude. get for having your papa. You know? Yeah, dude. All right. I, this was a dope show. It was really fun. I appreciated it. Yeah. Uh, I think I read way too much into different parts of it when we were talking. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I think the show was fun, but it also had a bit of a f kind of a darker. Uh, it was a little darker than I thought. It had a bit of a darker tone under it, so it it allowed for fun discussions. So yeah. Well, if you guys want to check out just a fun little show that might have a little bit more than you would expect, I wasn't expecting it to be so dark. Mm -hmm. Man got on the edge of a building uh, <laughs> at one point. Definitely didn't expect that, but it, it's. Mash Mashal seems like it's gonna be a pretty good it's gonna be a pretty good ride. Damn straight. And with that, everybody, per usual, hope you have a great afternoon, morning, night, wherever you are. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.